Welcome to the Student Sessions, the unedited podcast for students and graduates that tells it like it is and addresses the issues that are important to you today and every day. Brought to you by Greher Media and hosted by Tonya Galati. Hi, and welcome to the Student Sessions with me, Tonya. Today I'm joined by Hannah and Cody from Sheffield Hallam University. Hannah has just completed her final year of study at Sheffield Hallam University and as part of her accounting and finance degree undertook a 12 month placement in the finance department at Next Retail, which gave her the opportunity to put theory into practice. Hannah has been involved in a number of extracurricular activities, including being part of the Equestrian Society, Finance Accounting and Business Society and representing the university as a business school ambassador and course representative. Cody has just completed her accounting and finance degree also at Sheffield Hallam University and completed a placement year at Rolls-Royce. Whilst at university, Cody was a cultural connect mentor, placement representative and a department representative. Cody's interests outside of university include football and history. Hi Cody, hi Hannah. Hi, you all right? Yeah, we are. Hi. Okay. Hi, welcome to the student session. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you very much for having us. Yeah, it's such a pleasure to be able to uh, talk about experiences. Yeah, it's great to have you both. Um, let's start by hearing a little bit more about you and your journey to university. Um, so for me, um, I had to reset my um, first year of A-levels to be able to come to university. So that, that, was, that was a bit of a barrier that I had. Um, but once I got there, I felt, felt quite comfortable and um, being a commuting student is has had, had its challenges but it, it's been good to overcome challenges to to get there essentially and I, I, feel, I feel very privileged to have got to university. Hannah? Um, so I'd always wanted to go to university it was sort of the end goal as I was at school thinking always going to get there I can't wait for this sort of life experience and I was really excited to be the first one in my family to do so as well although obviously I can't get all the hints and tips um, from anybody I was excited to sort of make it my own and have that um, have that freedom to go and become an, a new me essentially um, so I studied maths at A level so I felt like accounting and finance would be a good fit for a course to, to choose at university and again like like Cody I found A-levels quite quite challenging as well um, and I do sort of question now why I chose biology English lit and maths all together <laughs> but I felt like the key to my success and sort of what got me into university was being resilient again I also resat a couple of my AS exams on on top of all the others I was doing in the final year of A-levels which was quite challenging but in the end, it, it got the results I was happy with and allowed me to go to uni, university. Great. Okay. So today's theme is about developing a competitive edge. So with a record number of students entering higher education within the UK, it's clear that students and graduates will need more than just a degree. Uh, and especially, I think, you know, we're in a global pandemic at the moment, so it's especially critical that students are competitive and what we're going to talk today uh, with Cody and Hannah is talk about some of the insights on how best to use your time at university so that you can stay ahead of the competition and always remain competitive. So you've both just completed your accounting and finance degrees, congratulations. Thank you, it's a great feeling to be finished although I've got to admit I will really miss the university line. Yeah and you'll be paying tax very soon. 
<laughs> unfortunately so but got to be done <laughs> so what made you decide to choose accounting and finance as a degree for me it was always because of the the, the maths element and like Hannah I did maths at um, A level and I always wanted a, a mathematical element to to my degree ironically enough it's proven not to be as mathematical as I thought um, but I also found it to be quite a valuable degree to have it's quite transparent you learn a lot of transferable skills so it, it's just such a good degree to have I, I feel I don't know about you Hannah um, yeah, I knew accounting sort of off, off the top of my head was a well-respected profession to go into. I felt like it was something that would hopefully open a lot of doors after graduating, whether that's obviously continuing along that, that line or, you know, if I wanted to go into anything else, I felt like it'd be something that would be looked well upon. And again, like Cody, I, I thought it maybe have a bit more maths in, but to be honest, I've enjoyed, I've enjoyed sort of the business side of it and actually having done like a placement year um I've been able to put it all into perspective and actually see how it makes a difference so I think that's sort of what stood me choosing this course was the math side but again it, it's turned out to be good to learn everything else that goes along with it and it's like I say been been more useful some of those more business business skills yeah and I think you know when both of you saying there that you expect to have more maths within your accounting degree and I think that's one of the perceptions that students have which is also reason why many students don't choose accounting as a degree is the fact that they feel that there's going to be lots of maths and they feel they've got to be good at it. Um, another stereotype that surrounds the profession is one that um, it's a very male or heavily male dominated profession. What are your thoughts on that Hannah? So uh, the course that we set is mainly populated by males um it's, it's just happening to see when you start sort of in the lecture theatre and it was the same sort of my experiences at interviews for placement and graduate positions I was up against like more more males and female I was probably sort of one of there's probably three maybe three girls seven seven guys sort of situation but although it is still there I don't feel like it necessarily sort of puts me at any disadvantage um by being female in this profession um if anything I, I feel like it's sort of slowly reversing and we're all given equal opportunity to succeed and definitely at those higher levels now you are seeing more more successful females in business and I think it's becoming definitely at university more encouraged as as the years go on so although clearly it's that divide in in gender I don't think it's it's going to be one that sticks around for too too much longer to be honest well, hopefully not. <laughs> hopefully not. You'll change the world anyway. Um, yeah, I'll be up there at the top. <laughs> so what steps have you taken during your time at university to make sure that you do stand out from the competition? For me, I've, I've, um, I've, I've done a lot of extracurricular. I've always had that bit of self-doubt about myself, like how, how, how the hell did I get to university, to be honest. So, so for me, I always try to, to go and, and do more and, and make sure that I've got more than just a degree, essentially. So in my first year, I'd volunteered to become a course rep and then that became into a department rep and then that became into being a member of like the union council and being an NUS delegate representing the university at a more national level and doing things like cultural connect mentorship so helping international students settle in and that's something for, for me that I feel you know gives you that competitive edge and obviously I, I, I know that me and Hannah have both done a placement year as well and 
I think that's so important now to, to do placement years because people are after experience um, rather than just a degree. There's that all cliche of a, of a two one and experience is better than a first with no experience now. And do you feel that, because obviously you've got a um, graduate job now um, pending, Cody, do you feel that doing your placement helped you to secure your graduate job? Yeah, definitely, 100%. Um, I always get asked in interviews about my time at, at Rolls-Royce, where I did my effective placement. They always ask, like, how was it? Like, what did you do? And, you know, in the interview questions that you get, which are generally competency-based or strengths-based, you, you always have a, an answer for those interview questions. And because it's not just from your um, degree or what you've done at university, it really allows you to stand out against other, other candidates. And Hannah, what steps have you taken to make sure that you stand out from the competition? Again, I think it's a case of sort of keeping busy um, outside of universities is so important. So I've always sort of maintained a part time job. And again, even sort of at those placement interviews where you haven't really got much experience to talk about, it's it's still a practical, a practical situation that you've been in, that you've worked as part of a team and you've set standards and, you know, achieved them. So again, sort of, as Cody said, I definitely think um, the university are really encouraging placement years so that's something obviously I, I did a pl- placement year also getting involved with all the extracurricular activities as, as part of the university so I was, I was in multiple societies I did volunteering um, I opted to study an additional language so I studied Spanish um, in my second year which was really good and just there's loads of things that, that they throw, throw at you at university that you can get involved in so I think it's just always saying yes there's I'm sure Cody has done like a lot of these with me as well but they allow you to have the opportunity to sit additional sort of exams for certificates in Microsoft Office and Sage and you can get after your first year you can achieve a SEMA business accounting certificate it's all those additional things that you've done that perhaps other other unis aren't offering for their for their students um it's just going above and beyond really there's also a common purpose leadership scheme again sort of building on those key skills that employers are requiring at the moment um course and placement reps you know sharing your experiences to help to help others really it's all again good experience and good things to talk about builds you as a person it builds your confidence as well because you know you can you can learn the theory but putting it into practice and building those skills in in any situation is always going to be an advantage. I mean you've both clearly got involved in lots of stuff and you started to mention there Hannah some of the kind of skills that you've developed. If you look back to when you were you know at the start of your first year compared to now what do you think are the key skills or the key changes that you've felt in yourself to help you be successful? Um, I think I'd say sort of a lot along the journey it's it's about keeping resilient. I mean don't get me wrong, in life it's never always plain sailing, we all wish it was, but applications sort of placement and graduate positions and even sort of getting into university, it is challenging and you know, you need to be confident in yourself. So being resilient to be able to be knocked down and get back up and believe in yourself has been key across across the the whole journey, really. I mean, more specifically I've said sort of developing those 
um, skills on Excel and things, especially in this field, is really essential. So wherever you can sort of practice that and get involved in that, like I said, sitting those additional certificates has made me stand out because people have wanted that. They want you to be, you know, up to date with the current technology and be able to do that. The, you know, on placement, yeah, I was using Excel every single day. So that was definitely a competitive edge and what possibly sort of got me that position. But I think a lot of it's sort of how you are as a person. I know that's hard to sort of be taught and it's something that just naturally develops but you know how you interact with other people to be able to be relied upon independently and sort of have that confidence to use your initiative and shout up with your ideas I think they're sort of the key things that really really make a difference and you mentioned there about resilience and kind of dealing with setbacks and I just want to focus a bit on that because like you said Hannah life isn't always fine and dandy and things do go wrong so what are some of the challenges that you faced during your time at university Cody? I think for me getting to university was a, a big challenge in itself um, my first year of A-levels I just crumbled I just um, didn't adapt to life as well as I, I wished to adapt to it at college um, but I, I, I joined a new college um, when I was one after my first year um, and I learned so much about myself so I learned that you know I can adapt to, to challenges and I, I can you know apply myself because I think I think for me I, I compare myself a lot to, to others and other people's successes and I, I just think I can't do that and it's about having that self-belief that you can do it um, and not to compare yourself to, to other people because we're all very unique and say a skill that I have someone else might not have that skill um, and, it, and it's all about that self-belief and never giving up um, you can always achieve something if you if you really try hard at it and if you've given your best you've put it all on the table and you, you can't have any regrets essentially. And what about you Hannah, anything you've had to overcome specifically? Definitely I'd say that challenges I've faced across the past couple of years have been sort of applying for placement and graduate positions because it's, it's a tough process, it's a, quite a lengthy process as well. Um, and being rejected from a lot of positions, everybody knows it's who's ever sort of had to search for a job. It's um, you get more rejections essentially than you do acceptances. You know, perhaps one out one out of the thirty is is that opportunity. But again, having having the confidence in yourself to know that uh, that role wasn't meant to be, weren't meant to fit in there. You know, somebody will give you a chance eventually, but just don't stop trying. You have to sort of continue and like it's the same with exam exam situations you know I, I found first and second year there were a lot um, of exams we sat sort of six exams at a time and it's a stressful period but it's about sort of managing your time and knowing you are doing the best um, given the circumstances as, as long as you come out of the, those exams feeling like it's all, it's all you can do really and just always be proactive because it does end up you know you get the reward in the end. Um, you both come across as very confident and I'm sure our, you know, to our listeners, they're probably thinking, oh God, they're both really confident. You know, they've you know, had some great opportunities. But I want to talk a bit about imposter syndrome and that feeling of, you know, that you're going to get found out or that you don't belong and, you know, that self-doubt. Have either of you experienced imposter syndrome? think for me I definitely have I, I always felt like I didn't belong at university I wasn't necessarily my fir the first person out of like my my family to do it um but 
I always thought, why am I here? A lot of people at my at my school didn't go to university. So for me, it was it was like, why am I here? And when I got there and everyone was saying, oh, I got a beer, beer like um, A-level maths. And I was just like, oh, okay. Um, so, so why am I here? Like, I, I only got a D at A-level maths. And I used to like compare myself so, so much. But I've I've kind of thought to myself, you know, I have got there, and the reason I am at university, you know, is because I've, I've earned the right to be there, and it, it's it is difficult because you, you do feel like you question yourself a lot, um, and I think like Hannah said, because it is a, a more male-dominated course as well, you, you do question it on that basis too, like wh- why am I like a girl that's here, like what made me stand out against other people, um, and you, you do have those doubts, especially in your early t- times at university, I think a placement year gave me the confidence to overcome them essentially. Hannah? Um, I think like you say, self-doubt sort of, I don't think there's anyone that doesn't have a period of time that you know, you do question yourself. And for me, um, I am a bit of a perfectionist. So whenever I complete a, a piece of work, I'm always thinking sort of, is it good enough? Does it reflect the, like my ability? Will it get me the first, you know? Um, but I think again, like Cody said, as long as you feel like you've given it your best shot, that's all you can do really. And I think for, like, I try to use things that I feel like a weak, well, not necessarily weaknesses, but you know, I'm not as good at to push me even further to think, I use it sort of to my advantage think you know at, at least I'm I'm always going to have done as as best as I can with it because I, I have that sort of question is it good enough what else can I do to improve this um so although some people might think it's sort of a weakness I think it, it pushes us to do even better really okay I mean I can imagine that um through your studies and through the experiences that you've had that you've probably had to deal with some strong personalities and in a particularly competitive environment how do you make sure that you make yourself heard I think for for me with that it's about listening like to make yourself heard you've got to listen um to to what's going on around you to kind of see what's what is the issues and what can make you stand out I've always I've always um I've always taken a lot of advice I've had advice from you know academic support career support um, and advice from other people like Hannah being one of them like I, I, I even questioned like to her how, how can I stand out like you know you you're a first like you're after a first I'm only after a two one like what can make me you know stand out and it's, it's about listening to people and taking every little bit of advice and being all together and becoming that strong person because if there's a lot of strong personalities out there you kind of have to become strong yourself um or that that's how I've, I've found it personally okay um, let's talk a bit about technology. Um, I think with the rise in technology, um, particularly within the accounting profession, there is potentially a perception among students that this will mean fewer jobs. What is your view on the impact of technology on the profession? I'd say that I think technology um, will be a key tool to the jobs becoming more efficient, really, rather than completely replacing them. Like, I think it's going to just enable us to work quicker, get those results drawn from large data sets that would take us time. So I think it's something to, 
to be sort of embraced rather than feared because essentially we 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 can't ignore the fact that technology is up and coming and it is going to have an impact but i don't think necessarily it's going to have a negative one i think it will make make, make it easier really you'd like you'd like to think so yeah that, that's Cody. i think for me technology is bringing about more jobs there's a lot of um, technological firms that you know you don't associate originally with technology so you know, PwC, Deloitte, you know, the big four accounting firms are becoming technological firms as well as doing audit assurance, like the things that they're known for. Um, and a lot of companies without the technology, especially in the world pandemic, they can't operate. So without using technology, that would have meant that a lot of the jobs that, you know, are still being able to carry on and able to carry on so i think technology technology is something that we should embrace similar to what hannah was saying like it's it's something that's going to be around it's going to become more it's going to become more like evident that we have to use it so why not embrace it and why not like see how we can improve systems and processes by using technology very positive outlook from you both which i think you know as you're getting ready to transition into graduate employment i think is going to be really good for you what advice would you give to students who are about to start their student journey or who are still on their journey i'd say just you've got to believe in yourself i mean if if you're on your student journey you know you've you've you're doing and have done the hard work and just know that you do have a lot to offer like cody said earlier you know we're all unique we all have a lot a lot to give in lots of different ways so just be yourself um across the journey never never give up always set your sights as high as possible because a lot of the time from my experiences you know what's what's hindering me or what's what's a big barrier is sometimes myself and the way i'm looking at things you know if i feel like i can only get that two one i'm limiting myself already so you know just just do your best go for gold every time be the best you can be and i think it's about making the most of sort of every opportunity presented um and reflecting on actually what you're learning as you're undertaking those opportunities because again they're sort of the experience you're going to end up drawing back on in interview situations and never be afraid to push yourself outside of your comfort zone as well it's something i try to do even when it it's easier said than done i'm I, i'm aware of that i understand you know it's hard when you feel uncomfortable not, not to want to just shy away but i think this is definitely where i've developed the most and it's where you 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 become a better person you you get all those experiences and it, it definitely works in your favor and also what have you got to lose right yeah yeah exactly if you never try you never know you know yeah cody anything to add I think for me it's not I think Hannah summed it up very very well um but for me it's not comparing yourself to others we're all we're all on our own journeys just because someone at the side of yours has done better in a certain assignment or you know they've got a placement that you maybe really wanted don't compare yourself to them compare yourself to your best self and always just question could have I done better and if so, how could I do that? And like making the most of every opportunity that you get, don't be afraid to almost, because I, I was in this conception where I didn't want to appear to be, you know, too much of a geek. But, but now I'm just like, I want to get involved in absolutely everything that I can. 
so it's just all about you know pushing them boundaries pushing the boundaries of yourself to be able to be the best that you can be some really great advice there which i know our listeners will find really really helpful Um, i'm mindful that we are coming to the end of our time together so before you leave us what one bit of advice would you give to your 18 year old self about to embark on your university journey I'd say just work hard, be yourself, and most of all, just enjoy the journey. Cody? I'd probably say um, just do, do your best. Don't, don't compare yourself to others. And most of all, like Hannah said, really enjoy it and embrace it and, and make the most of every single opportunity that gets given to you. Thank you both so much for joining us on the student sessions today. You've been fantastic guests. Thank you so, so much. Um, It's been lovely to be able to, you know, reflect on some of my experiences and and my journey, really, um, just as I'm coming to the end of it. Thank you as well. Yeah, it's been great to be here. It's it's been um, a real good opportunity to hopefully share, like you say, our experiences, give any advice to hopefully help any listeners out there going through similar situations now or, or in the future. And good luck to both of you as you move into your graduate jobs. You know, I have no doubt that you're going to be amazing. And everyone at the student sessions wishes you every success as well. Sheffield Hallam University's vision is to become the world's leading applied university, transforming lives and creating opportunities for people from all backgrounds. Named University of the Year for Teaching Quality in the Times and Sunday Times Good University Guide 2020, Sheffield Hallam is one of the UK's largest higher education providers with over 30,000 students. The university is committed to the Sheffield City region, providing leadership to drive improvements in social mobility, health and the economy. Sheffield Hallam delivers a comprehensive range of courses and is one of the country's largest providers of health and teacher training. Home to the UK's biggest modern business school, the university's industrial partnerships ensure that the knowledge students develop is relevant, addresses the skills gap and helps businesses grow. The university's reach is characterised by a focus on real-world impact, addressing the health, cultural, economic and social challenges facing society today. Um, And to our listeners, I hope you enjoyed today's episode and do join us again on the Student Sessions. Thanks for listening to the Student Sessions brought to you by Greyhair Media and hosted by Tonya Galati. Never miss an episode by subscribing and if you like what you've heard today, why not leave a review and please tell your friends. We'll see you at the next session.